What's going on, guys? Welcome to In The Zone. I'm your host, Garrison Roy. And, you know, today we're going to go on a little bit of a rant on a very hot topic lately of pitch clocks or game clocks, whatever you want to call it, right? Obviously, it's a it's a very trending thing that you're seeing all through social media and even through some of the games you might have seen, um, you know, but it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. I, hopefully... I think there does need to be some adjustments that need to be made and more clarification because <laughs> some guys are are definitely taking advantage of it. And, um, you know, I, it's also part of learning how to play a game, right? Like if, if you know the rules correctly and you know how to use them to your advantage, then, you know, go for it. Um, but, you know, I did put out a Twitter poll where I was like, hey, which do you think this game clock is more advantageous for do you think it's more advantageous for pitchers or for hitters and as of right now it is said that the pitchers have 77 ish percent and hitters have 20 to 23 percent so you know be that as it may i do see uh advantages on both sides to be honest where obviously pitchers you know, getting repeatability, like most of the time the hitters are wanting to step out of the box, reset their breath so that they have a little bit more control of their time and visualize some things. Totally get that. And it's easier for pitchers to kind of get in a rhythm and a groove with a certain amount of time. And that's why I myself love to pitch quick. Um, just because it was, it was easier for me to stay in that rhythm and in that groove. So I can see how it can be advantageous on that side. However, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here, and I haven't really seen it just yet. But I think of it as terms of like if a pitcher is really struggling, you know, he just goes ball, 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 and he doesn't have time to step off, you know, rub the ball down or like do his thing, catch his breath, recenter, anchor in, and get focused on that next pitch. I could see that spiraling out really fast. Or, you know, if the hitting team is starting to find a groove, find a rhythm. There's a bunch of other ways that they can go about that too, right? The pitcher could still be getting rocked. So I could see this kind of going in both directions. Um, obviously, an interesting one that I recently became aware of was in, in college baseball where there's a, a run rule in effect, right? Kind of similar to where travel ball was. It's like, hey, like, you know, 10 after five or something similar to that. And, you know, sometimes that pitch clock, if if pitchers are just, you know, laying it in there, it, they can kind of almost kind of throw the game, you know, um, which I, I think is kind of push league. But I digress. We'll stick on the pitch clock. Um, but, yeah, for, for this, especially for a coaching tip for you guys, I definitely would recommend trying to practice with this pitch clock. And implement it as much as you can to help guys get used to it, right? It's something that 
I think a lot of colleges, you know, they may not have realized like how much it was going to be enforced. And so, you know, guys were struggling the first couple of weeks because they just were like, oh, like, oh, okay, this is a pitch clock. And they had uh, a lot less of amount of experience, I'm sure, compared to what they've done in previous games. So it was it was an adjustment for sure. But I think any type of bullpen or any type of, you know, hitting practice probably would want to implement some type of clock and maybe even make it harder, maybe even make it less to where there's like, hey, you find an anchor, you're able to find it, lock it in, and then go, right? And this is just kind of some of those adaptations that you got to make as the game advances. Uh, do I like it necessarily? No. But I do think that it is going to help speed up just game times. But there's other things that could probably have been shaved off too. So I totally get that. Now, um, you know, there's a bunch of ways that you can look at it. It's like playing chess, right? Or if you've ever played any other board game where there was a timer, right? Or they flip it over, it does enhance some stress, right? And that's that's something to also consider of um, that. And there there's a research article that I'm going to put here in the show notes uh, where, uh, you know, the impact of time constraints on flow experience an educational game. You guys are more than welcome to read up on that, but I thought it was interesting where what they found was that it was actually restricting the flow, right? So having that time crunch, I could definitely see that for hitters. I can see that also, like I said, for pitchers. So if you, if you have that, or even if you ever watch someone play chess, right? Like they got to learn how to think fast and make sure that they don't, let that time clock run out or, you know, if you're playing, you know, any other type of board game that you've played in your lifetime, like same thing applies there, I think. Um, so I just thought it was really interesting. I know there's not enough research on this, especially in high level sports other than, you know, maybe basketball could be one where they might have a uh, implemented time clock on some things as far as like how long they can be in the paint. You know, I don't know when that rule was implemented, but that would be something to to look into. Um, and I might look into that myself. But I'll leave you guys with this. And this is kind of a little bit more of a side than than the actual rant. But I think this is this right here really got me um flustered. So it's a lower amateur level baseball game that I was coaching. And there was, you know, had the home plate meeting i'll go up there and we decide to you know say hey like this is a two-hour time limit we're just gonna let the kids play you know regardless of whatever the score is or you know what's going on it's we're gonna have that stop at two hours it's like all right cool so what i was unaware of was that there's an hour and 50 minute rule where they can declare last batter or last half inning however they want so I was like, okay. Um, so we, we want to, you know, we're, we're in the, the bottom half of the inning. We start to hit a little bit. It's five to four. We got to run around first and second, right? And one out. And the coach of the opposing team comes out and says, I'm going to do something really obnoxious here. And he has the guy, like before he does that, just to rewind, he has a guy come out from the field and warm up 
So it was almost like, you know, that chess game where you're kind of letting the clock run a little bit or back before this was like, okay, Hey, like, let me go on for a mound visit and then let my guy warm up a little bit more. So it's kind of like that, you know, tug of war game that you're playing. So as he was getting a guy warmed up on the field, the hour and 50 minute mark hits umpire walks over to me. It says, Hey, it's an hour and 50 minutes. They're saying that they want to, you know, declare this guy as the last batter. And I was like, okay, well we have one out. Like, why don't we just finish the half inning? You know, they're up one run. I get it. But the thing that got me the most was that the coach was like, hey, yeah, we're going to declare this as the last batter. But we're also going to intentionally walk him, and then that ends the game. And that, that is the most dumbest way to end a baseball game that I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, that just purely defeats helping kids learn how to play the game, play for the love of the game. You know, and I don't know what kind of message that sends. It's like, hey, like, manipulate the rules so that you can win. Like, is that the message that we want to send our kids? You know, like, I don't know. That's that's my very solemn rant. Like, I'm I'm over it now. But at the same time, I was I was very frustrated with that. So is what it is. I'll leave the names and stuff out of it from that. But, you know, I do have a lot of other cool coaching tips and tricks along with this, too. So if you're interested and learning more about it, feel free to hit me up in the DMs or in the zone podcast one two three at gmail.com. And you can just message in zone Z-O-N-E. And we can talk a little bit further on how to help up your coaching game. Uh, but that's it for me right now. And for those of you listening, stay in the zone.